0: Good morning, I'm Chris Oaks and coming up today, when it comes to investing, what you don't know can hurt you. But what if you could learn as you go, building wealth and building understanding at the same time? Also this morning in our community and business spotlight with a tremendous response from volunteers, the United Way of Hancock County is now searching for more Days of Caring projects. We have details. Can't resist the sweet treats of the holiday. How simple changes in your everyday diet can help keep your body in balance. And those cute little bunnies and chicks are adorable symbols of the Easter season, but they don't necessarily make good pets. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. Today is the International Day of Pink. Uh, I'm guessing the color, not the singer. So, put that out there. Uh, Scrabble Day. was uh, Is this the anniversary of the introduction of the game, Scrabble? I don't know. I don't have that on my, uh, on my calendar. It is Scrabble Day. It is Thomas Jefferson Day. I do know that that is because the Thomas Jefferson Memorial was dedicated in Washington, D.C. on this date, 1943. And of all of the monuments and memorials in Washington, D.C. I think the Thomas Jefferson Memorial is my favorite. It's just such a, a picturesque location, and um, it's not the busiest of the monuments and memorials because it's a little out of the way uh, as opposed to some of the other ones. And so you can go to the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, and it's it's kind of quiet, and uh, it's very serene. It's, it's uh, incredibly picturesque. It's just one of my favorites. And Thomas Jefferson Day, National Peach Cobbler Day. It is International FND Awareness Day. And I have no idea what that. <laughs> I should have looked that up. Now that I see it, I should have looked up what FND is. Um, <laughs> because then I would be able to speak much more knowledgeably about International FND Awareness Day. I mean, <laughs> FND Awareness Day, we should be aware of what FND is. But I'm sorry, I don't. We can look it up later. And uh, National Make Lunch Count Day. So make your lunch count today. What crazy uh, story yesterday, the uh, New York City subway shooting, a miracle that nobody died in that incident. The uh, latest mass shooting in America guy opens up fire in a closed New York City subway car and 10 people. I think it was 10 people shot, but nobody everybody's expected to survive. That is that is just amazing. Um, and as I was watching the ABC news live, uh, coverage of this yesterday, uh, as it unfolded and uh, just, wow. So one of the uh, reporters mentioned that April is a particularly bad month for things like this. And, uh, it turns out it is, it is very true. Poet T.S. Eliot once wrote, April is the cruelest month. And he was absolutely right. Um, There are upwards of a dozen different uh, anniversaries or dates of significance for potential bad actors. For example, uh, it was April 19th of 1993, the fiery end of the Waco siege, right? That was uh, April of 1993 and uh, the Oklahoma City bombing on the same date two years later, which uh, was not a coincidence, the uh, bombing the Oklahoma City uh, building. you remember that in 1995. April 20th is the birthday of Adolf Hitler, and a number of nefarious individuals have used that as an excuse to perpetrate acts of mayhem and destruction. Uh, earlier this month, we had the uh, anniversary of the mass shooting at the Immigration Center in Binghamton, New York, that in April 3rd of 2009, April 4th, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Tomorrow, April 14th, is the anniversary of Abraham Lincoln's assassination. This week, we mark the first anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the shooting at the FedEx warehouse in Indianapolis. That was one year ago this week. The... Uh, Virginia Tech shooting was in April of 2007, the Boston Marathon bombing April 15th of 2013. So April is just I don't know what it is, but uh April and uh they pointed this out that uh this year in 2022 Easter, Passover and Ramadan all overlap this year and you know bad actors will often use religious observances as occasions to perpetrate bad acts. And so law enforcement is on edge for that reason as well. So it's just crazy that all of that uh, is in the uh, month of April. And yesterday we saw the uh, latest of that thank goodness nobody was killed. Um, so no uh, school delays or anything this morning. Everything is uh, looking really good as opposed to yesterday when uh, fog was just uh, as thick as pea soup for most of the morning. We had a lot of uh, delays and cancellations and remote learning days and all that. None of that today. Everything is on time. However, I saw this on the uh, Newswire kind of interesting. One school district in Texas says they are going to be shifting to a four day school week in the upcoming school year. Uh, The Jasper Independent School District says on Facebook that the calendar will still meet the required number of classroom hours for students, but it will be four days a week instead of five. Um, Actually, not for the entire year. The four day week would begin in October and continue through the end of April, although the school year begins with standard five day weeks in August. And then transitions to four-day weeks, uh, October through April. For teachers on Friday, when students won't be there, they will have professional development days and uh, opportunities to take care of other business without missing class time or having to put in hours uh, after school. The uh, district said in a survey emailed to parents and staff, they found that uh, 64% of those supported the idea of a four-day week, and teachers were 84 percent in favor. In a survey of uh, of teachers in the district, they said one of the issues they've been running into is teacher burnout and uh, shortages of staff, and uh, they hope that this will uh, address both of those. So, interesting four-day school week uh, next year for most of the uh, school year that district in uh, Texas. Interesting. Some of the other uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. A Wisconsin mother who's this is a really serious story and uh, very interesting, be interesting to follow this, uh, how wherever this story goes. Uh, One mother in Wisconsin whose son died by suicide in 2014 at the age of 16 has now filed a lawsuit against Facebook and Instagram. uh, Their parent company, Meta alleging that the social media sites deliberately designed algorithms that made the platforms addictive. Donna Dolly says her son Christopher was a just a regular teen who never showed outward signs of depression or mental distress, but became addicted to social media and thus progressively sleep-deprived and increasingly obsessed with his body image. The suit says that about a month before his 17th birthday, he posted a message who turned out the light on Facebook and then shot himself uh, while holding his smartphone in his other hand. Also named in the suit is Snapchat. Uh, The word Snap incorporated, the company behind Snapchat. The lawsuit alleges that neither Meta nor Snap warned users or their parents of the addictive and mentally harmful effects that the use of their products was known to cause amongst minors. Uh, Ms. Dolly's lawsuit being supported by the Social Media Victims Law Center. We'll see where this goes. feeling there will be a lot of people paying very close attention uh, to that lawsuit. Uh, some of the other uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. Everyone knows at least one big jerk. <laughs> Researchers at the University of Georgia have found that the biggest jerk in most people's lives... Would be middle aged men. Hey, wait a minute. I'm a middle aged man. (laughs) Wait a minute. The data shows among a group of 400 people, most assigned the label uh, of jerk. Well, they used a different word other than jerk. Begins with an A, ends with an E. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, They assigned that label to people in their lives they viewed as manipulative, aggressive, entitled, and irresponsible. And many of these same traits are seen in expert profiles of psychopathic antisocial narcissistic personality disorders this just gets better and better doesn't it here um researchers point out that doesn't mean that everyone who is an ass has a personality disorder for one out of three respondents the biggest jerks they knew were currently in their lives including co-workers friends even current romantic partners and most participants in this study also said they think the jerks in their lives were aware that their behavior bothered others, just didn't care. Um, the, they were described as disagreeable, angry, holding bigoted views, and, again, often middle-aged men. The lead, study of, uh, the lead author of the study, Brinkley Sharp, says there's clearly a lot of variation in how people use the word... Uh, But I think the implication of the study is that insults matter. We do mean certain things by using them or we associate them with certain uh, characteristics. So who's the biggest jerk in your life? Probably a middle-aged man. I thought it was interesting that some people actually admitted that the biggest jerk in their life was the person they were in a romantic relationship with. Which leads me to this. A a divorce lawyer has uh, posted what has become a viral video on TikTok. Uh, She posted about the top five professions that a woman should avoid in a spouse. The top five professions that women should avoid in a spouse. And here's the way she's a divorce lawyer. I don't know where she's from. Or even what her real name is. Her username is at jettygirl28. She says, Over the course of my career, I have watched my most difficult cases. Shockingly, many of them involved men in five professions, in no particular order firemen, police officers, military men, surgeons, and pilots are the five worst professions to marry based on her experience. She said that there are outliers, and that not all men in those professions fall into the category of the worst uh, men to hook up with. But she says these men tend to be far more difficult in dealing with a divorce. They have kind of a nuke, <laughs> nuke the earth, scorch the earth sort of philosophy. How dare you, kind of, how dare you challenge me, kind of approach to uh, relationships. She said, if you look at those professions, what they Uh, What they all have in common is that they are kind of gods in their professions, Uh, surgeons and pilots and military men, firemen, police officers. They are the things that not everybody can do, and that kind of puts them on a pedestal. And then they come home, and all of a sudden, somebody's asking you to take out the trash, and that's kind of difficult for some people to make that kind of a transition uh she has uh, made a follow-up post in which she revealed the top profession men should avoid marrying stay-at-home moms hmm. oh so, there you go take that for what it's worth some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your wednesday morning started
1: wfin news i'm john marshall your wtol 11 weather rainy and windy with a chance of a thunderstorm A high today near 70. Showers continue tonight with a low 47. Authorities in Wyandotte County got some illegal drugs off the street and made one arrest during a drug operation. The Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office, Major Crimes Unit, Metrich Enforcement Unit, and Seneca County Drug Task Force executed a search warrant at an address on County Highway 2 in McCutcheonville. Authorities say around 40 grams of fentanyl was seized, along with $10,000 in cash, guns, a truck, and other items indicative of drug trafficking. A 26-year-old was arrested and taken to the Wyandotte County Jail. Sheriff Todd Fry says the operation was the result of an extended investigation into illegal drugs being distributed in the county. The highway patrol says a firefighter was killed and a trooper was injured when they were struck by a vehicle while assisting at a crash scene in Wayne County. The initial crash, a single vehicle minor injury incident, happened on I-71 southbound between Lodi and Ashland. Troopers and fire crews were dispatched to the scene. Investigators say a commercial vehicle crashed into the fire truck, the patrol cruiser, and a trooper and firefighter. The firefighter killed was identified as 35-year-old Philip Weigel with the Town and Country Fire District in West Salem. The trooper, 37-year-old Stephen Hill from the Ashland Post, suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Dave James, I went in news. The United Way of Hancock County is gearing up for its 28th annual Days of Caring next month. At a previous Day of Caring, we caught up with Kate as she and others from Marathon were painting a hallway at the Family Resource Center in Findlay.
2: I mean, when we can volunteer to, you know, to help them with this kind of stuff. I mean, we've done, like, landscaping, we've done painting, we've done cleaning.
1: The United Way says since volunteer participation this year is so high, they'll be doubling the number of projects they normally tackle and local agencies are encouraged to submit a request. Learn more about Days of Caring and about how you can help on the website. Ohio Krispy Kreme is launching a four-week promotion on Wednesdays where customers can get a dozen glazed donuts for the same price as the national average for a gallon of gas. I'm John Marshall for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Well, it is a harsh
0: reality in this country that a lot of people who should be investing for their long-term goals aren't doing so. Often it may come down to a simple lack of understanding. Some 80 million Americans say they'd like to invest, they know they should, but they simply don't know where to begin. And every day you wait is a day or a week or a month that you may have to put off retirement or going to college or buying that first home. But what if you could learn as you go? Joining us is Marco Arce of the investment platform Plink, and Marco, it is uh, on one level understandable that people are somewhat hesitant, and one could argue that it is a good thing in the sense that the fact is that what you don't know can hurt you when it comes to investing if you're doing it wrong.
3: No, absolutely. I completely know why people postpone investing based on personal reasons or financial reasons. I mean, the reality is many of us are not set up for success. I remember. I wish my school had taught me personal finance so that my family could help me with my investment journey, but that just wasn't a reality. My dad didn't start investing until he was in his 50s. My grandmother never did it because she was afraid. And when we look at the world around us, everything is getting more expensive every single day, and people are looking for ways to make money. So this is why we built Plink. We knew that we needed a no-experience-required investment app where people could learn along the way, build confidence, and get started with as little as a dollar.
0: So let's talk a little bit about this uh, platform, this app. Who is the target for the Plink app and how does it work?
3: This is for the beginner investor. Right? Ultimately, if you, whether you are the young coffee worker who's dreamt of financial independence or the grandmother who never got into investing because of fear, we needed to make investing a lot easier and more accessible. And it is as simple as going to the App Store, downloading the Blink app, opening an account, and using the tools available for them to get started investing. We even offer a $10 sign-up bonus for people to try it out. And terms and conditions do apply, and that's on the website. But ultimately, this is about helping people reach financial freedom, regardless of their age or life stage.
0: So what sets this app, this platform, apart from other investing apps? Because the most common criticism of investing apps in general is that it makes it far too easy for people to get in over their head and uh, you know, dip their toes in uh, investing strategies that they're really not ready for. So how do you respond to that criticism?
3: No, I, absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of investment apps out there. <laughs> a lot of them. And sadly and ironically, none of them are servicing beginner investors. I mean, they're too complicated. Uh, they have language that people don't understand. They have investments that sometimes may not be what is best for a beginner investor. So this is tailored for them. For example, small things like how do we help um, turn a gift card into investable money? Because sometimes people don't have cash, but they may have a gift card. They haven't used. Or the other day we had a customer who was overwhelmed about picking his investment. But well, we have a tool that helps him get investment ideas based on his interest. We even currently have this thing called Think that helps them learn as they go. And what it does is we even have an offer called Earn While You Learn. They can get a $22 investment match by just reading a lesson, making an investment, and ultimately qualifying that way. Again, terms and conditions apply, but this is about making a difference. We believe people should have access to investing in a way that makes sense for them. And and this is the best way to do it.
0: So, again, it's that lack of knowledge that uh, means that many people are falling further and further behind every day. And because, you know, we talk about uh, the uh, building wealth, uh, a day that you miss could mean a week or a month or, or more lost uh, in terms of putting off whatever that goal may be, whether it's retirement or a home or, or what have you. So, what tips would you have for someone on how to get started?
3: Ultimately, when you think about it, like April, for example, is Financial Literacy Month. And all of us are looking for that financial independence. Kind of like you mentioned, we want to buy that house. We want to travel. We want to take care of our loved ones. And many times, and I saw this with my own father, he was like, well, Marco, I just want the perfect time before I get into investing. And what I realized and what we've all learned is that the perfect time never comes for most things in life. So how do we help them get started, even if it's with a little bit of money? Regardless of any setbacks. And we understand they exist. But oftentimes, while Rome is not built in a day, it is built one brick at a time, day by day. And, it's, and, you know, if you can start sooner, the better. But regardless of that, even though my dad started in his 50s, he feels more inspired and motivated because he sees the difference that he can make by having some guidance.
0: And, and kind of to underscore the, the point that you may, were making earlier, uh, so many people, especially right now with the cost of everything else going up, are saying yeah. to themselves that, you know, I, I know that I should, I would like to, I know that waiting is going to cost me in the long run, but I, I don't know that I have enough money to set aside right now to make a difference anyway.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's expensive, right? (laughs) Everything keeps getting more expensive. Uh, Just the day I was grabbing a coffee and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So ultimately, (laughs) it's just finding small ways. And this doesn't mean that you can't live your life or that you won't have other financial priorities. It means making it part of your day-to-day. It means paying yourself first, because why wouldn't you? And as time progresses and you see things make a difference, build the right behaviors, um, you start to see how things can get brighter and, and, and easier.
0: Again, Marco Arce is uh, with the investment platform Plink. So where do we go uh, to learn more about this platform and the uh, educational resources, the tools that you have to help make those beginning investors a little more comfortable with the whole process?
3: Yeah. So they can visit our website, PlinkInvest.com. That's with a Y, PlinkInvest.com. They can also download the app. It's available for iOS and Android on the Apple Store and Google Play Store. And we'll see you folks there.
0: Marco, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great one. Now, the Good Mornings Community and Business Spotlight. Once again, joined by Angela Deboski from the United Way of Hancock County. And a couple of things uh, that are going on. I want to start with the uh, Days of Caring, uh, which it, this is an awesome situation you find yourself in. You have so many volunteers. You're looking for more projects.
2: We are. So um, at the tail end of COVID, we were going to call it a successful event if we had about 350 to 400 volunteers. Uh And last week we tallied them and we have 900 folks that are willing to give their time in the community.
0: That is awesome.
2: Right. And uh, so you're looking for ways to put them to work. Absolutely. And so we have uh, about three quarters of them placed, but we're reaching out to nonprofits, public service organizations, um, city, townships fairgrounds, anybody who might be able to use volunteer capacity uh, for projects like uh, cleaning, painting, yard work, landscape, cleanup.
0: Yeah, a lot of those pesky little things that, you know, have to be done, that you've been putting off maybe. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Days of Caring is uh, another way of actually financially helping these organizations because anything that they can get volunteers to do, it's stuff that they don't have to do themselves or hire out to somebody and and pay somebody to do.
2: Exactly. So um, just an estimate of those 900 volunteers giving four hours each, that's over $125,000 in capacity for our nonprofits. Plus, it gets people into the organization to say, what is it that you do and what is the need in right. Hancock County, which is a great advocacy tool a, too.
0: A lot of value there too. But if you've ever wondered how big of a difference volunteering makes... That really has a tangible benefit uh, when you put it in those terms, and the the value of that labor.
2: It does, and it kind of rounds out our volunteer center. So Mm -hmm. we have options for youth engagement and youth volunteer. We have an ongoing weekly email. You can go to our website and just explore. So let's say I have a passion for serving children. You can go on to our website and say, what organizations serve children? And we can even make a warm introduction for you.
0: By the way, speaking of uh, volunteering, uh, also getting the youth involved with the uh, Blue and Gold Goes Green.
2: Yes, at Finley High School uh, yesterday, there were about 60 um, high schoolers that were engaged in community cleanup projects around the high school. So it's our second annual, and it's really beneficial to be able to see our youth say, hey, what can we do in the community? And Mm -hmm. we're starting to see more of them that either need volunteer hours or they just have a heart for taking care of something meaningful in the community. So they're reaching out and say, hey, where can I find a place that fits me and my interests best? And we really try to connect them to that.
0: It also is a great way of not only teaching uh, young people about the uh, uh, value of volunteerism, uh, but also... Introducing them to the United Way and what you do within the uh, community.
2: It is, and um, uh, it also rounds on other programming. Like um, we have a board and committee service program. So if you have a a heart and a passion to serve in a direction of sitting on a board, but you don't know how to connect, or you're afraid of getting into an area because someone asks you and it's not your passion area, Mm -hmm. we're kind of like the Match.com of volunteerism. (laughs) So we'll sit down and talk with you about what your abilities and passions are, and then we'll help to connect you with nonprofits that can use those skills.
0: Again, Angela Daboski, CEO of the United Way of Hancock County, talking a little bit about how the United Way is more than just the the fundraising and uh, doling out those funds to the partner agency agencies and so on, really uh, involved in all kinds of different ways the
2: community sometimes we don't recognize. Yeah, there are a lot of resources that United Way brings to our community.
0: And folks can learn more about all of those uh, ways that you are touching individuals
2: within the community at the website, right? Yep, they can go to uwhancock.org. They can explore volunteerism on the website. There's ways to pledge, to give, or to advocate. Angela, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you. The Community and Business Spotlight is a promotional advertisement paid for by the featured sponsor. your health this morning type 2 diabetes certainly more common than ever can lead to serious health complications we know all of that and with easter coming and all its associated candy and sweets uh, this may be top of mind so i thought we'd revisit this morning with dr neil barnard who says some simple changes in your diet can reduce the need for medications and sometimes even make all the signs of diabetes even disappear his new book is your body in balance the new science of food hormones and health and dr barnard a couple of things first off number one uh want to make sure that people understand you should not stop your prescribed course of treatment based on anything you hear today and number two you are not claiming that you have the cure for diabetes are you
4: Diabetes can be improved dramatically, more to, to a dr- dramatically greater extent than before. And for some people, the disease does, for all intents and purposes, disappear. Um, and so once that was established, it did raise exactly the question that you have posed, which is, this disease curable? Is it reversible? And that's what people are talking about now.
0: Well, I suppose it is logical to say that if poor diet is one of the major contributors to type 2 diabetes, which is what we have always heard, then better diet can help that diabetes go away. I mean, is it really that simple?
4: Well, nothing is simple, but but here's what we found. And, and it's been... The biggest breakthrough in 50 years with diabetes, and that's that we learned what really is causing it. Uh, the old idea was your blood sugar is high, that's diabetes. And so it must have gotten, your blood sugar must have gotten high because you ate sugar. That's where we were wrong. And the reason we know we're wrong is we've got scanning technology that, that has allowed us to now look into the cells and we can see what's happening. Normally, the sugar that you eat or from, say, an apple or an orange, that glucose that sugar goes into the cells and gets out of the blood. But for some reason, diabetes does not go in there. And the reason is that the cells are filled with microscopic fat particles. And so once we saw inside the muscle cells, inside the liver cells, all this microscopic buildup fat that was keeping the glucose from being able to get into the cell, the question is, where's that fat all coming from? The answer is, it's coming from a bologna sandwich or a chicken wing or a pepperoni pizza. Uh, take a pizza. The, the cheese has fat in it. The, per- the pepperoni has fat. There might be oil drip, dri- drizzled onto it. Those fats get into your cells. They stop your insulin from working and they allow the sugar to build up in the blood because it can't get into the cell. The answer get that fatty junk out of your diet. And when you do, the fat starts to dissipate from your cells. In some cases, it, for all intents and purposes, goes away.
0: So, uh, you're saying that instead of just simply monitoring uh, the uh, sugar intake and all of that, we need to focus on the fat as well, um, instead of or in addition to?
4: Mostly instead of. People have made a mistake thinking that their sugar that they ate or the rice or the potatoes that they ate was driving their diabetes. That's an understandable mistake. Because if your body can't handle sugar at all, then anytime you eat sugar, your blood will go high. So people thought, well, I better not eat sugar. But that's sort of like saying, um, every time I go to a gas station, and I try to put gas in my tank, it spills out all over the ground. I guess I shouldn't put gas in my tank anymore. But (laughs) then when you look, you discover that there was something blocking your gas tank. You should be able to eat healthy carbohydrates. And the reason that people can't is because there's, there's fat buildup inside their cells.
0: Now, all of that That's being been a, a blessing. No, well, I was going to just interject. Now, all that being said, uh, monitoring how much sugar you are taking in is probably not a bad idea uh, for other reasons, other than diabetes control, though.
4: Well, sure. You know exactly. And and keep in mind, what is sugar? There are natural sugars that come in an apple or an orange or a pear. Have as much as you want. But there are other sugars. If I take sugar cane and I throw away all the fiber and all the pulp and everything, and I take that sugar and I put it in a soda, that's not healthy. Uh, Even if I call it Dr. Pepper, it's not a medical (laughs) drink. So those those added sugars are not really helpful. And you can take these refined sugars, which come from sugar cane and sugar beet, and you can put them into cakes and pies and cookies. And they're a problem in two ways. One is more calories than you need, but the other is... Is they, su- they they make the cookie sweet and tasty, so you eat it. And then all the butter or shortening, that all that fat that's in the cookie that's in the pie, mm. that then adds to your problems too. Yeah. So those are the issues with shortening.
0: And uh, you know, we're talking about this in the context of uh, diabetes. Uh, are there other conditions that are affected similarly uh, by these same foods and these same intakes?
4: Yes, surprisingly enough, and it pains me a little bit to say it because I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota, and and meat was the center of everything, so I hate to say bad things about the family product, but um, when people get away from them, their cholesterols fall, their blood pressure improves, they lose weight really easily, but with regard to hormonal conditions, it's a surprise. Uh, Menstrual pains like endometriosis and typical menstrual cramps, if a woman has this, don't take my word for it, just give it a try no animal products, and keep oily foods scrupulously low. See what happens. And at the other end of the age spectrum, if a woman is let's say you're 55 or 60 and you've got hot flashes driving you crazy from menopause. Do the same thing. And for extra credit, add some soybeans to your diet. And you'll see the hot flashes start to melt away for many people. Uh, one more thing, your thyroid. You need thyroid uh, hormone for energy. If your thyroid isn't working well, you got problems. Plant-based diet is good, but don't forget iodine. What iodine? What the heck's that? Remember your iodized salt, those little blue canisters mm-hmm. that have the little girl with the umbrella? Right. Uh, well, modern people are eating We're eating uh, sea salt or Himalayan salt. You know, you may not be getting the iodine your body needs, and then your thyroid doesn't work well. Hmm. So you do need some iodine in your diet. Iodized salt is an easy source, and there are other sources too, of course.
0: Okay, so uh, we actually kind of uh, get into this, so let me uh, ask it more formally. Uh, What are the best uh, choices, food choices uh, for good health? Give us your recommendations for a healthy diet and what should be included in that.
4: Four food groups to include every day, and those are the fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, and all the things that they can turn into, whether that's a, a bean chili or a spaghetti with a chunky marinara sauce or, or even a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast. Those are always the healthy choices. One vitamin supplement I encourage everybody to take, vitamin B12, needed for healthy nerves, healthy blood, foods to avoid, animal products. That's all the meats. All the dairy, all the eggs, they don't do any good. I grew up with them. You grew up with them. We all did. Uh, but they're they are working against us, not for us.
0: Again, Dr. Neil Barnard is uh, with us this morning. Simple changes in your diet that can uh, dramatically improve your health from his new book, Your Body in Balance, the new science of food, hormones, and health. Where do folks get more information and lay their hands on the book?
4: Well, thank you. Your Body and Balance is on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble, it's at Target, it's on all the online booksellers. Um, and our website is PCRM.org. That stands for Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, PCRM.org.
0: Dr. Barnard, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Great talking with you today.
1: We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert.
0: Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. Remember over the weekend, they had the story about the uh, fake Homeland Security agents who infiltrated the White House Secret Service, got really close to uh, administration officials and all of this. And it was a big, big scandal Uh, and uh, haven't heard a whole lot of follow up. But they're still looking at that uh, at that story. Those fake agents, who they were, what their motivation was, all of that. Have a uh, similar type of story in the broken news this morning, much less serious. Uh, The case of uh, DEA agents uh, that were looking for, or fake DEA agents, uh, trying to get discounts on their order at Wendy's. (laughs) Um, And this is how they got caught. Um, Somebody, uh, a man trying to get a discount on his order at Wendy's, uh, is accused of impersonating a DEA agent, according to police in Brunel, Florida. In Brunel, Florida, David Stover, age 57, was arrested on Monday after police say they were called to the restaurant due to a customer arguing with the staff. Officers say Mr. Stover was demanding a law enforcement discount <laughs> and started threatening to report staff uh, for failing to cooperate, for not giving uh, giving him the discount. You give me a discount on, on my, uh, what is it? I was going to say the Whopper, but that's not the, the right one. It's not a Wendy's, is it? It's the uh, what Dave's Big and Juicy Burger. You give me my discount on my Dave's Big and Juicy Burger. I'm going to turn you in. Um, <laughs> workers of the restaurant told police that Mr. Stover had been a regular at that restaurant for the past two years. And he used to get a discount because he had a friend who was a cashier there. But when that worker left their job, he started claiming he was a law enforcement officer. They say he would often tell workers that he was an undercover DEA agent and would occasionally flash a badge. uh, And that really goes over the top. He now faces a charge of impersonating a law enforcement officer. (laughs) So those uh, uh, DHS uh, agents, those Homeland Security fake agents, they're in uh, a lot of trouble because they think that there might have been some nefarious sort of thing. This guy's just dumb. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of fast food, a little bit of a scandal in Wharton, Texas where a sign suddenly popped up at a major intersection in town promising that a Chick-fil-A restaurant was coming soon. Big sign said, coming soon, Chick-fil-A, with a hashtag, eat more chicken, which is the company's slogan. Problem is, it was all a lie. Uh, now the Wharton Police Department is looking to get to the bottom of the incident, The police department uh, posted on Facebook, the chief has allocated all the resources necessary to find the source uh, of this uh, of this prank. Apparently a late April Fool's joke. Chick-fil-A has not commented on the issue. The closest Chick-fil-A to Wharton is in Rosenberg, about 25 miles away. So naturally, they were very excited. But apparently it's not, (laughs) not happening. Just a late April Fool's joke. But police are on the case. Uh, There's the story of the New York City Housing Authority official who was caught in bed naked last week with another woman. All during a Zoom conference call for his work. (laughs) Alex Tolizano has been suspended without pay for 30 days. Part of the video uh, was uh, posted on YouTube. A censored part of the video. His co workers say they were shocked to find Mr. Tolozano uh, on the Zoom call from his bed laying next to a woman as 50 of the Housing Authority managers and superintendents watched <laughs> incredulously. One worker can be heard screaming, Oh my God! after noticing Mr. Tolozano in the buff. New York City Housing Authority officials say they decided to suspend Mr. Tolozano. After seeing two minutes of the eye-popping video, it is unclear if he knew that his camera was on. (laughs) I hope not, but (laughs) it just sounds like he didn't care. In other broken news, a well, no, let's skip that. That's just, we'll go to this one. Uh, You know how in today's housing market, many homes... Uh, Don't stay listed for long. I mean, they're getting scooped up right and left as soon as they, I mean, less than a week. A lot of homes going from being listed to uh, being under contract. And uh, this Virginia home will probably sell quickly, even though the fact that it is a fixer upper and it has a very odd contingency uh, the home in the Washington in a Washington, D.C. suburb of Virginia, currently on the market for eight hundred thousand dollars. boasts and it's a fixer upper boasts, five bedrooms, four bathrooms over thirty five hundred square feet. The owners say they are only accepting cash offers and selling the property as is with the acknowledgement. This is the kicker with the acknowledgement that the home will convey a person living in the lower level With no lease, (laughs) there's there's someone living basically in the basement of the home with no lease. Uh, The red truck realty group, Remax Gateway, explains to local news reporters that the basement resident has been there for about three years and is someone who weaseled her way in, as they put it. It is believed another person may be living with her and they do not pay rent. They do not have a lease. They just showed up and started living there. As for why the current owners have not done anything about it, the realtor says, though, they aren't the type that can financially afford or emotionally deal with an eviction. (laughs) That's a heck of a contingency. <laughs> that's that's like one of those uh, Geico commercials. We do have a rat problem in the basement, and it's, it's a grip rat. You know, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I picture is one of those. That's crazy. There you go. Uh, that is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news, brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.
1: We're following Buckeye spring football on WFIN. Get updates on spring practice each morning this week at 1115. Thursday night at 6, it's the one-hour spring football special, followed by live coverage of the Scarlet and Gray game Saturday at noon. Spring football coverage presented by Buffalo Trading Company, Sink's Flower Shop and Greenhouse, and Macomb VFW. Your home of the Buckeyes, 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. <laughs>
0: Your daily download this morning, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. Easter is coming on Sunday, as we know, and the folks at Wallet Hub have crunched the numbers on everything from candy to new clothes for new Easter outfits. And uh, they project that Americans will collectively spend $20.8 billion on Easter. $20.8 billion $170 per person on average, and uh, breaking that down, $6.6 billion on food, nearly half of that on candy, 91 million chocolate bunnies, 16 billion jelly beans. Now, ostensibly, it'll be for the kids' Easter baskets, but 81% of parents admit that they will steal the candy from their kids' Easter baskets, (laughs) just like we do at Halloween, Absolutely. Uh, speaking of all those chocolate bunnies, 78% of us will eat the ears first. Uh, 11% go for the tail or feet first. Um, 50% of those polled prefer their uh, candy Peter Cottontails to be filled with peanut butter or caramel. Uh, 33% say they prefer solid chocolate bunnies, and just 17% prefer the hollow chocolate bunnies i remember when i was a kid we always got the hollow bunnies i'm just so jealous of all of the other kids at school they got their solid chocolate bunnies it's no fair natalie Refford is here from the uh humane society hancock county and you brought a friend who do we have yes, here good
5: morning i brought a friend i brought Sprina. Sabrina. Yes, yeah, Sabrina. She is trying to look for a way to get to you. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, there you are!"
0: There
5: she is. <laughs> How are you, sweetheart? Sabrina is approximately a year old, and mm-hmm. she's like a hound mix. She's approximately, I'd say, about forty pounds. Of mm-hmm. That. Yeah. And she is a sweet girl. She she's is. She's a nice girl.
0: Very well behaved.
5: She is. She rides pretty well in the car. Mm-hmm. Now she was recently adopted and brought back to us because when she was alone, she did get mm. into some things that uh, she shouldn't have. Yeah. So it's definitely recommended that you keep her crate you keep her created while mm-hmm. she learns the house yeah. and learns the rules. How does
0: she get along with other animals?
5: So I haven't, I personally haven't seen her in direct contact with other animals. Okay. Now through the fence, we have four fenced-in yards mm-hmm. at Humane Society, and she plays well with the other dogs okay. through the fence. I'm unsure how she does with cats. Um, but we could definitely check that out.
0: Yeah. I, I would, just by her demeanor here, uh, you would think that she would get along real well. Yeah, I can't she, imagine. She's she, very sweet. She yeah, has a
5: very just, sweet personality. She was just peeking out the windows, yeah, looking at the yeah, water. She's
0: taking everything in. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, she's available for adoption uh, she, right now, yeah, right?
5: Yes, she is. So if you're interested in adopting, you can stop out to the Humane Society, 4550 Fustoria Avenue in Findlay, Or visit our website at www.HancockHumaneSociety.com or you can give us a call at 419-423-1664.
0: Uh, she is uh, she is a sweetheart and and one of uh, many uh, dogs and cats yes, and right lots now, of other yep. things we've got to,
5: dogs cats we have a hamster and we have a rabbit right now
0: rabbits that actually brings us to one of the things we wanted to talk about this morning uh, those uh, cute little bunnies and the chicks and you know the baby ducks yes. and all of that they're kind of the symbols of the Easter season with Easter right around the corner not always the best pets
5: that is correct it's. Because they're a commitment. Yes. Like rabbits. Like anything else. Yes. Rabbits can live for um, about ten years. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we do see that people have gotten rabbits for their family, their Mm -hmm. children, and then we see them a few months later when they're when they're bigger, when they're not so little. They're Mm -hmm. still cute, but they're not as cute to them. (laughs) Uh,
0: and they are and they are social <laughs> excuse me they are social animals one are. of the things that you maybe don't realize about bunnies is that you, you can't just really put them in a cage
5: That's and correct. forget about it you because cannot. they yeah. are definitely social they need out they need so much time outside of their cage mm-hmm. i mean it's recommended to keep them in the cage overnight so they don't get into sure, like right. wires or something they shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but they should spend a majority of their time outside of their cage.
0: And that's the other thing about uh, bunnies is when you bring a bunny into the home, you've got to bunny proof your home you because they will chew on wires <laughs> and they mm-hmm. will
5: chew on anything. Yeah. Yes. So you definitely need to get them appropriate toys for mm-hmm. their, their teeth right. for them to chew on because they do need to chew. They yeah. have to chew. That's like natural or else their teeth are going to get overgrown.
0: Yeah, they keep growing. They uh, do, uh, yeah, yes. So, uh, it, it's, but bunnies do make great pets, they do. but they, uh, there's a special set of stuff that you have to know going in. Yes, you do. Same well, thing for like chicks and ducks. Not the best uh, pets indoors, that's, or in town, rather. That's uh, correct. Well, because, and certainly indoors. Yeah,
5: <laughs> that is correct, because they do. It is... Like you said, Chris, there's like a special set of instructions mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. It, you just don't bring them and like, oh, look at them. You mm-hmm. can't just look at them. Yeah. You have to interact with them. Yeah. And it's a different type of care.
0: Not like dogs and cats.
5: Correct. Yeah. So you d- you definitely have to be aware and you definitely have to educate yourself before going into them.
0: One of the other things uh, that uh, I, I was thinking about the other day uh, with respect to some of those more, I guess, exotic pets. I don't know bunnies necessarily or chickens would be considered exotic pets per se but uh your regular veterinarian may or may not be able to help you you know if there's an issue you might have to find a special veterinarian that's
5: exactly correct and they would kind of they would be considered exotic because because of all veterinarians cannot handle them they can't they're they don't specialize in them so you definitely do have to find a vet that specializes Mm -hmm. in Chicks, rabbits, anything yeah. other than dogs, cats. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. So uh, things to keep in mind, uh, things to consider before uh, bringing uh, one of those uh, cute, adorable little bunnies or yes. chicks uh, into your home. And uh, oh, and the other thing uh, that I was thinking too, and again because my son and daughter in law have uh, have chickens. Yeah. Uh, they live out in the country, but they can also bring uh, wild animals that hunt chickens. Yes. Close to your home, too. That is
5: absolutely true. And then, if you have like small dogs Mm -hmm. or if you have an indoor outdoor cat, you have to worry. There's like an extra layer of worry that you have to
0: things all things to consider to <laughs> yes. keep in mind when you're uh, thinking about some of these uh, Easter season type uh, animals. Yeah. Uh so just uh something to keep in mind with respect to that. One other thing we want to mention uh with the Humane Society, you have uh now that Easter or that now that spring is here, yeah. uh your big uh, uh golf, golf outing, outing coming yes. up. Yes, it's
5: coming up on May 13th and mm-hmm. it's going to be in Arlington at Sycamore Springs. If you're interested in playing or becoming a sponsor, you can visit our website at www.HancockHumaneSociety.com. <laughs> that noise is something that she is allowed to have. <laughs> what
0: is she chewing on over She's there?
5: She's chewing, it's like a like a bone so it's like a, so it's oh, like a okay. hard, like a chew. I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> so you can visit our website, or you can stop out at the Humane Society at 4550 Foster Ray Avenue, and we can get you set up.
0: And there is an interesting uh, story behind the golf outing. The uh, name of the uh, golf outing—it's yes, actually sir. named for one of the dogs. It is yes,
5: a former shelter resident, Maxwell mm-hmm. Myers. Mm-hmm. He was adopted many years ago, and and his parents gave him a really long and happy life. Yeah. So, so they, you know, they just want to honor him. And honor the shelter. And I guess,
0: and I'm told that he used to love walking the dog. Uh, yeah, oh, yes, the golf walking course. the golf course. That was yes, one of his absolutely. favorite things to do. Yes. So
5: it's fitting, very fitting. Absolutely.
0: So uh, a golf outing named in, in Maxwell's honor yes. uh, certainly makes sense. One month from today. And yes,
5: May 13th. So there's still, yep, there uh, time still to sign a little up. bit of time to sign up. All
0: right. We've got the uh, link up on our webpage for more information on that. Uh, all of the animals that are up for adoption uh, at the shelter and uh, ways that you can help because you're always looking for yeah we are um so
5: you can you can donate our website um com there's a wish list so like dog toys we go through cat toys we go through a lot because we have pets just coming in all the time um and we use a lot of towels we use a lot of bleach so anything like that also adopting you can adopt if you can not adopt fostering that helps
0: Absolutely. Uh, Keep the uh, population manageable there. Uh, Absolutely. So we've got it linked up at goodmornings.net. You can check all of that stuff out. Natalie, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. And that will finish up our podcast for today. Thanks again to all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. That, of course, is goodmornings.net, where you can also connect with us on social media. Shoot us an email if there's something you want to share uh, directly. You can uh, sign up for our daily email newsletter and more check us out online. Again, goodmornings.net. Until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.